Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast Week. As always, this is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Tonight's guest I met almost 10 years ago. Uh, in the year 2010, I turned 30 and I had my first midlife crisis, right? Um, I stopped reading comics when I was 16. I don't know, for a multitude of different reasons. It just came out of, you know, I, I was interested in girls, music, travel. And when I turned 30, I realized it was a big mistake giving up on the comics. So I started going to my local shop. I immediately became friends with tonight's guest. He's a rather tall gentleman. And in my life, he's kind of become synonymous with the Man of Steel Superman. If there's anything in the news, I immediately think <laughs> I got to text him. He's an MC. Uh, and very happy to have him here tonight on the show. Please welcome Mr. Randy Gre- Green, a.k.a. our son, the voice of reason. How are you? What's up, man? What's going on, dude? This so, is yeah, amazing. Man. This I was, is it was good dope. to get back into comics and like talk to somebody who's like my age group, you know what I mean, that like, dude, could relate. I, it's funny because I was just telling somebody, I've been in this so long. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much stuff that I that I missed out on just because I was so deep into comics. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, a lot of cats, so you know, are in the like Pokemon, and they're in the. There was there was a lot of uh, a lot of sports stuff that I missed. That was out, uh, you know, beside that wasn't Philly stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if it was Philly sports, I was in it, but yeah. little, and I just missed because I was so deep in the comic. You never took a break from comics, right? never. From, yeah, never. So it's uh, one of my biggest yeah. regrets because it's like, well, actually, not so much because now it's like I'm reading stuff, yeah. get catching back like Grant Morrison and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. comics. I mean, since I think I remember my first comic, it's 1984. I'm at a 7-Eleven. It's now closed on Butler Pike. My dad picks up uh, this Incredible Hulk issue, hands it to me, and like immediately, I'm hooked. You know, yeah. like I was just like, yep. I want to know everything there is to know. Yeah. Then when I saw Christopher Reeve's Superman, Richard Donner's Superman, yeah. I was blown away. That and was it's it. like one of my that earliest earliest memories was I think being three or four years old and believing a man could fly. Yeah, yeah. I still, yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I have that. I have a, a poster of that in my room. So mm-hmm. you'll believe a man can fly with that. You got that, that classic one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My, uh, my son Alex's mom actually got it, and when he was born, it was up in his room. Oh wow. Um, and he's in. He lives with me now, and it's it's up in our room. What a great tagline for a movie. Too, yeah, right. Right. I mean, like the, simple, simple, it was efficient, and it was mm-hmm. true. Like, was true. wow, this it looks. It was right to the point. And like I don't know, for me like it's always going to be Christopher Reeve. Like I mean, like I, I mean I appreciate you know Henry Cavill and stuff like that. But with Christopher, I emotionally connected to him. And like when he died, I remember like crying. Yeah, that, yeah, that got or, me. Like somebody, like that somebody, you know. Like, first off, I mean when he had his accident, that was yeah. devastating. And I was just like, what kind of sick, twisted world is it where this happens yeah. to yeah. the Man of Steel? Yeah. You know, yeah. and like. But what happened was is his message of being strong, you know, not just physically, but mentally, you know, and like, there's a lot to like, you know, the superhero mythology that you can learn from Christopher Reeve's story. He became a real life hero, you know, and like he defied odds, you know, he directed um, TV shows. I think he directed a film as well, but he was also on Smallville. He was on Smallville. Yeah. Yeah, And that was great. That was, that was, I remember, oh dude, when that, when I saw him on there, I'm not gonna lie, shed a tear. Yeah. I was like, all right. Thank you for this. There's just something about that. I mean, Michael Keaton, I, you know, like Batman 1989, it's a great film, but I don't think I'm emotionally as invested in it as no. I am with Superman mm-hmm. for some weird reason. No. I I think it was because uh, because uh, Superman happened when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just one of those things that it, it caught you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm the same way with uh, with Star Wars, particularly with Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that character was like, So how did wow. you feel about 
um, the second. Part. I liked the last. Uh, was Last Jedi? Mm-hmm. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I didn't. I liked the way he went out. Did he go out though? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, technically, I mean, we, we don't. I mean, he's in the, the third one, right? Like he's. Yeah. Well, he's probably don't know. Yeah. Probably Force Ghost in it up. Um, Force Ghost, which okay. I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that last scene, I was done. I was like, wait, what is this power? What? Oh, what? Oh, that's what. He, oh, wow. Okay, I see what you did. That was hot. That was a great scene. Though. And I mean, then he I, just faded. I was like, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. I, you know, to me, like, uh, The Force Awakens was... I saw The Force Awakens at 1030 in the morning with a bunch of kids. And nice. Place, right? And like, that was a great experience because I was like, what is going... You know, like, yeah. you could feel that energy. I didn't see the second film until home video just because of a you know, multitude of different reasons. But, I mean, like... Um, I'm excited about the third one. I mean, yeah, like Soma. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. Remember I sent you J.J. Abrams' script for uh, Superman uh, Flyby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did look through that. Yep. See, I, I like J.J. I, I like what he did. I loved his his Star Trek stuff. Star Trek stuff. I loved his Star Trek stuff. and I, I don't think he got the props it deserved. I was, I've been having this thing in my head for a while now about the whole Star Trek, Star Wars thing. And how they they are two sides of the same coin, you know what I mean? Where Star Wars is a little bit more science fantasy, mm-hmm. space fantasy, and Star and Star Trek a little more science fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they both exist in their own realm, and I wish that uh, comic fans were able to do that. With the MCU and the DCEU. It's so, as a comic book fan who dives into both and image and, you know, whatever yeah. floats my boat, I'm going to read that, you know? Did you read Prodigy? Yes. Oh my God, that book's amazing. I did. I did. Yeah. Back now, to, but, yeah. Now I'm all thinking about Prodigy. You know who I, like, there's so many actors that I could see in my mind that could play Prodigy, but I mean, like, speaking as to what you were saying, you know, like, uh, back and forth. You know, like, I'm a part of this DC Comics appreciation group. I think you are. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll see shit in there and I'm just like, well, why are you guys hating so much? Yeah, what's the point? Well, what's the point? We all win. Yeah, exactly. As I've said numerous times on my show before, we never grow old. We never exactly. grow old. Exactly, exactly. Everything that we love. I mean, this weekend we got a Spider-Man uh, animated film coming out. So I reckon at uh, 99% oh, right now. Yeah. Uh, everything that we love growing up will continue. Yeah, for the foreseeable yeah, which, future. Is, which is amazing. Which, which is amazing. I, I, but, the, like... So we should be fortunate. Yeah, I, I feel like if you can appreciate Star Wars and Star Trek, mm-hmm. you should be able to appreciate the the different types of filmmaking that exist within the MCU. And I, I, yeah. I, 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 I feel like it's just easier for mm-hmm. people to just kind of hate on stuff because they've heard other people hate on it. It's and it's yeah. like, all right, yeah, that's why I was there. It was I was online today with my man, and me, me and this guy that were that are both. Uh, Big fans of Man of Steel and Batman or Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I, I don't even, I do my best not to even discuss it anymore. I know, right? It was a heated, heated thing. Batman or Superman got me like in a tailspin, but I absolutely love Man of Steel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man of Steel is a magnificent. I, I, I could have just had Man of Steel 2, like whatever. Just don't, you don't have to put him in this other film. I, want, I, I wanted, because JJ had a, he had a five movie plan. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be. Or, um, Oh, not JJ. Uh, Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Justice League, Man of Steel Two, mm-hmm. Justice League Two. 
And I feel like Warner Brothers kind of pooped the bed and were just try they were they were trying to cash grab mm-hmm. instead of letting this guy just make his movies. Make his movies yeah. Because if you look at it, mm-hmm. the first five uh MCU movies, mm-hmm. you know, weren't gigantic blockbusters. Mm-hmm. They did well and you know, people liked them or disliked them or whatever, but I, I felt like Warner Brothers, not not the people involved in the in the making of the, the, the movies, but I felt like Warner Brothers really wanted to try and get that money uh, too quickly, and it, and it bit him in the butt. It did. It did. It, 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 I, I feel as if, I mean, I don't think we'll ever see a Snyder Cut. I mean, everybody talks about it nonstop on Instagram and social media oh, talking God, about it. Like it's this, and like even Snyder trolls. Like Snyder oh, yeah. Oh, my Snyder, God. He's killing side, it. Like all sorts of things. He's been killing you know, it for like the like, last month. I, he's out of contract now, I guess, yeah. where he can... He's like he. That, I think I mean, he and I are the only people on. Uh, what is it? Was that Vero? Vero. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's got all kinds of stuff on Vero, dude. I was on there for a minute. I'm, I'm on there just like for him. Much. I know he's the one that that's his app. I mean, it's just for him. Thing. I'm like, give me more, dude. I'll take it. He's all. just in there, yeah, which is insane, but. um You know, Man of, Man of Steel. I mean, there's so many great moments in it. I love. You know, like the communication between Kevin Costner and Clark, because you know we've never seen that before yeah. in a film where he's like, "Well, maybe you shouldn't." Yeah. And I remember people being like, "Oh, that ain't that ain't right." I'm like, "Well, we've already seen that before." Yeah. I've already seen Pa Kent grab his hand and have a heart attack on the farm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I want it to be different. Exactly. Give me something different. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was telling somebody like, imagine it, what you what you were getting from Man of Steel is the unfortunate problem about Man of Steel is it came with the at the time, 75 years weight of Superman mm-hmm. on it. As opposed to this idea of, if this were to exist now, in the society that we live in now, mm-hmm. a dad, Jonathan Kent's age, would be terrified, terrified about how this world will react to this this person who is his son. Mm-hmm. He would be terrified. He wouldn't want... I, mm-hmm. If I found out my, my son had powers tomorrow... Mm-hmm. I'd be scared out of my mind. Be insane right? about about you know who's coming for him and that. Nah, mm-hmm. man, nah. You gotta like, I, and so that that maybe that maybe was probably the realest thing that's ever been said in a comic book movie. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I that resonated. I mean, even in uh, Batman vs Superman, like when they're on the top of uh, what was it Mount Everest, and they have that. You know, yeah, I, I miss that. Yeah. And I wish that there was more time for the character. Like for me, you know, and spoilers, if you, it's your fault if you listen to this podcast, you don't know Batman or Superman, but for me, I wish that there was more time for Clark, like, on Earth before he would die. You know what I mean? Like, that, like that, my main grip is the end of Batman or Superman. They take him away, and it's just like, I didn't get a chance to know him too well yet. Yeah, and, and, and the thing, that, and that mm-hmm. was Snyder's thing. He wanted you to introduce him to him in Man of Steel, mm-hmm. understand what he had come to mean to people in Batman v Superman and then when when he when he lost him yeah and then how much it would mean for him to come back and that this was this was a five movie arc that he he was trying to make happen and i just i i really wish we lived in a in a a, a more patient world because a more patient world lets that happen if it was a limit like a uh, mini series or something like that like if Snyder was able to tell the Man of Steel story yeah for 10 hours yeah exactly a more patient world because if you, this is the thing that I, that people were telling me about Justice League like you went into Justice League not knowing anything about any of the characters mm-hmm. well it how Star Wars came out in 77 mm-hmm. you're just getting to know anything about Han Solo now true yeah 
So if you know if this if the society that we live in if you, we had introduced Star Wars now, everybody would be like, "Well, I don't know anything about Han Solo. Why should I care? I don't know anything about you. Why should I care?" Just just let it be. It, let trust it be. me, they'll it, you'll get the information. Just let it be. You don't need it all now. I don't need every. I don't need nine trailers that are all fifteen minutes long. I actually stopped. That's a whole movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I do, do my best. Yeah, I, I do my do best to, to just. Um, I stopped uh, the first movie that I anticipated that I was like, oh, I'm definitely not watching anything. I don't want to know anything. It was Creed Two because I yeah. just, I didn't want to. I mean, I knew who was in it. I knew the players. Yeah, but I didn't want to see any. Imagery. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, 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 I want nothing. I, I didn't want to know. You know, like, and the the worst part is like we're storytellers. We grew up on these comic books. We we, we you know read these stories. We can piece together a two two and a half hour movie from a three minute trailer. Yeah, when you show me the whole thing. Yeah. And that's part of the culture too now. Is it's like, well, we need to show you more. Let me show you Doomsday. How badass would Doomsday would have been if he had no idea he was in that film? Yeah, yeah, that was, was one like, of that was one know, of my issues with the movie. Like he pops like out. I'm like, what? Like, what? you know? I tell you what, the, did you you saw the extended cut? Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. The extended cut of that movie, all that did for me was fill in blanks that I had already assumed. Mm-hmm. So I just it just made me like it even more. Yeah. But if you hadn't seen the extended cut, there, there was stuff in there. You're like, oh, my God, where was this? And I, I feel like, the, the again, I feel like the studio did him a disservice and not just without by just not letting him tell his story. Yeah, you know, I, I believe that, too, as well. It's just like, you know, and it's a shame, too, because, like, he had that tragedy happen, too. Yeah. And, so the, and then, like, I remember, like, the news story, or, you know, the they were like, well, he's taking time out to, uh, you know, to, to, to mourn his family. Story, yeah. Really, y'all fired him. You know what I mean? And you got this other guy. See, the end of, like, when we get to Justice League 2, like, Justice League, I can't believe that Warner Brothers doesn't get the rewrite from from, uh, from Whedon and not say to him, hey, man, didn't um, Age of Ultron also end in Russia? Yeah. With the family, like, yeah. being, like, it's the same ending, you know? It's the same, like, he loves Russia, yeah. and he also loves these characters where he puts these extreme close-ups on them where it don't make any sense, and I'm just like, what, you know, like, what, what's going on here? Yeah, there were, like, three of those of, of guys. Yeah. But where she just kind of stopped and was yeah. like, "There's her face," and then yeah. something, and then, he loves and then that something shot. happened. He loves that. Which I, you know, I, I didn't mind because I, I, I just leagues on HBO right now, and I, if it's yeah. on, I'm watching. We watch it too, yeah. We watch it. But I mean, it, it is, it is what it is, and like, I mean, Aquaman comes out in two weeks. It's getting I can't good reviews. Um, I'm so excited about that. I didn't watch the third trailer; it just came out just because I was just like, "All right, I'm going to see it." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see like the the rest of the goods are going to unload on us. I did see last night they had the, the premiere and uh, Jason Momoa did like this dance. Yeah. Like, nobody's ever done that. It was awesome. I love that dude so much. Did you right? see him on Saturday Night Live? I did. It, there was the, the elf film shelf thing. Yeah, that yeah. was hysterical. That was good. That was great. Some of that was a little, but that was amazing. Yeah, that was great. That, that was, was great. Fantastic. I mean, when they did the Call Drago thing, yeah. I was just like, okay, great. But I mean, the elf on the shelf thing, I thought that was really well that done. Was, yeah, that was He's good. got a lot of great energy and, you know, I mean, I, I wish the best for him. I guess one of the gripes is it doesn't look like Arthur from the books, but whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Maybe in the sequel we cut his hair off and make yeah. him black. Okay, whatever. You know, he's he's like undercover somewhere. Yeah, you know, whatever. I'm fine. I'm I'm fine with it. But I, the I fact don't... that James Wan is doing it is really cool too. Because yeah. I love his horror films. His Conjuring universe is fantastic, and he also came out and said he was this close from doing um, a Batman horror film, which would have been killer. You know I what I mean? Heard like about Arkham that. Asylum yeah. would have been great. You know? Oh like, man! You know, get together nuts. with Grant. Let Grant actually write the screenplay because I mean, yeah. he's so oh, fluid with his man. knowledge of Batman. Yeah. You know? Give me that. Give me that. I would... Like the day that I, I was, like, I think it was like two months ago. I was sitting at my desk at work, and I'm like, you know, I'm constantly checking Collider, and like, you know, I can't wait for any you know piece of information like towards like DCEU, and I see 
Warner Brothers reportedly says Henry Cavill is out. I immediately texted you right away because I, yeah. I knew you loved yeah. Man of Steel. And I'm like, is this true? You know, and then there was this cryptic message that um, Henry Cavill posted on Instagram where yeah. he, he holds, you know, like, and I'm just like, what? And we still don't know. And it's very odd that it's gone on this long. Did you see Jason Momoa's thing today? No, what he did today? Momoa was like, he's not done. No, 100%. Oh, really? Yeah. He did, he did say that? Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with that. I love Jason mm-hmm. Momoa, so whatever he says, I'm like, cool. I, yeah, yeah. Henry Cavill, he he he's captured a, a spot in my heart. I'm a, I'm a I'm a fan of his. I just watched uh, Mission Impossible. Oh man, that was yeah. awesome. It's good. So good. Yeah, you know, I don't understand anything that's going on in that movie, but I dig it. Uh, you know, there's so many like things in the movie. You're like, what, what, what? Like it just moves yeah. so fast. Yeah. But I mean, uh, he's great in that. And like you know, like uh, yeah, he's gonna I, be I that Netflix the show with the Witcher, right? Yeah, now, Witcher. Know? I don't. I know nothing about that game, about but it. I'm gonna watch I'll it. Watch it. I'm, I'm gonna watch it. Oh, it's a game. It's not a, like. Yeah, a, I think it's. I think it's. I think okay, it's a yeah. game. You can say hi. Say hi. Introduce yourself to everybody listening to the podcast. Hi. What's your name? Alex. What's it like having a superhero for a dad, Alex? Great. That's it. Just great. It's not incredible. It's not spectacular. <laughs> uh, all the great adjectives to describe superheroes. But yeah, I mean, um, I'm definitely down with Aquaman. I mean, I'll go see it. I'm very excited about Spider-Man, though. I mean, just because it just looks so great. And the fact that they got Nicolas Cage as uh, Spider-Man Noir. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, are me? Like, yeah uh, that I'm excited about. Yeah, and like, it, it's just a good time for like, you know, I mean, it, they also released the, you know, the Infinity Endgame trailer. And I was just like, okay, great. You know, and you know what's what I really like about that trailer? That one and the Captain Marvel trailer. They didn't show you anything. Like yeah. nothing's like they're flying around. Do you think and, do you think Captain Marvel when she comes to planet Earth that, that the whole thing that's going on with her is that she don't know where she is? Like cause we don't really see it in the trailer, but she just seems aloof. Like she never like she remembers stuff and like maybe she yeah. has PTSD from yeah. this cosmic. I, I, I this don't know. Battle. I don't know and I don't Care. Yeah, I I'm. I'm perfectly ex- excited enough to watch. Just watch it in the movie yeah. and watch it unfold. Mm-hmm. I don't. It feels like everybody needs to have all of the information going into the movie before it happens. Yeah, and so they like the week and a half before the trailer dropped. Oh my god! Everybody was like, oh, "Where's the trailer?" Where's the... Yeah. You know it. It's coming. It's Calm coming. Down. Just wait. I mean, what is it? It's December. Yeah, it it'll be here. Relax. You know it's going to be great. I you know I had this like theory. Um, you know, like everyone's like, oh, time travel will save everything and stuff. And I'm like thinking to myself, well, there's certain characters like if they do go, killing them would be expected. But as comic book readers, how many times have you read yeah. Superman number one? How many times have you read an Iron Man number one? Yeah, they reboot it, yeah. right? If they put that kind of like theme into the film like they're not here now they're elsewhere yeah, their stories I'm continuing okay elsewhere I'm but now we're over in this okay different world you know what i mean like i i would love that and then like say for instance 10 years when uh you know the next phase comes yeah. to an end or whatever you want to you, you, you got Robert Downey it? Jr. Yeah. at 60 years old coming like you know and surprise everybody amazing. him yeah. 60 years old as tony stark you know as a surprise even you know getting cap in there everybody it's leaving thor you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. I mean, he'll only be, like, what, in his 40s or whatever, but I mean, like, I, I will miss Robert Downey Jr., and I hope that they leave the door open so that way these characters can return in some shape or form. You yeah, know? it, like, would, it die, wouldn't surprise me. If they die, they die. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. You know um, what I mean? But, like, we know that as comic book fans, they bring them back. Yeah, they'll, know, yeah like, they'll be back in, in some iteration, and, and I'm okay with computer it. technology, too, is so good that you can See, bring it back. That's what I don't want. Yeah, but that's what that I would don't be want. wild. I don't want digital stand in anything. Yeah. Unless unless it was in Stan's will, 
Yeah. He was like, you know what? Digitize the hell out of me. Put me in everything. Fine. I heard that he had um, previously like recorded like five cameos that are. Yeah, he's got a. I know his uh, all the all the stuff that's coming out now. Uh, Homecoming, Endgame, Captain Marvel. I know he's got one in in uh into the into the Spider Verse as well. Mm-hmm. So all of those are done, and I think there might be one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I don't. I don't. I feel let like the man rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Let the man rest, because for me, it it feels like his what who he was and his art becomes something that somebody else can create and that's not that's not a thing you can do not with yeah you know if, if you know when when the when the 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 tupac hologram came out mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff like that's not Pac. that's not who he that's not mm-hmm. him doing who he was and I, I don't like the idea of just continuing to create images of somebody and channeling their old stuff through it and god forbid you know you try and create have somebody else try and create something mm-hmm. and channel it through that image. Nah, man. Yeah, just nah, let it, let that, it Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, because that ruins their art. It ruins their art. It says that anybody else could do this and just put it through this digital feed mm-hmm. and it's the same thing and it's not. I do it's remember really when that ho- uh, hologram came out that was like, was that like 10 years ago? Maybe something more? like that, yeah, yeah. Internet wasn't that savy yet, so it was like to, to see it. You yeah, were like, it was like, what, what the heck this? is this mess? Yeah, yeah. The way yeah. that he was moving to us was like, yeah. but you know, that, that it's, it's crazy that we exist now in the, the future like that. I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast today, and he made this comment that I thought was kind of funny. Like you were talking about Star Trek and Star Wars and all these movies in the 70s. Not one of them films or TV shows ever addresses what the internet's going to look like or the internet in general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, 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 when they need something, they, they call, go, the, they yeah, call, they, the, they call yeah. the you know the ship. Like yo, what's up with like, yeah? They somebody never, goes to get yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there was no Even concept of it. No there was concept. no concept of it, which is amazing. Like there were information databases, mm-hmm. but nothing like the internet because nothing. it was it was completely unfathomable at the mm-hmm. time. And just a weird thing too is yeah. like we're actually still in the baby steps of it, which is insane. AI will take by the time you and I are old men. I'm like we, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm okay with being gone for that. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with being. It gone could for be fa- it comes a lot faster than you think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. That's the really be, scary part. It could like, exist now. I mean, that's the really scary you know, Musk, part. I mean, he's building tunnels underground, travel at super speeds. He's got space rockets where people think aliens are coming and stuff like that. I you know, I think that you know, what would be better the. AI or uh, Jesus or aliens or, you know what I mean? Like any of the things that are going to bring people together, I think would be the best. And I've said numerous times in the 168 episodes, where's the goddamn superhero, man? Where's the real superhero? Can you imagine if you woke up tomorrow and you found out in some other country or some other place in the world, there was somebody with Man of Steel capabilities or just super strength who was able to do good? I would love that. Wouldn't it be great? I would love that. And people would flock to that. How many followers would this person have? I would love that. And the cool thing about it, and this is what I thought was so great about what Snyder was doing, was that he was really looking into that, and it was was an idea of, Mm. you know, it it, made you think about. Not only that, do we believe that you know we've become a a society, uh, such a cynical society that. Most of us wouldn't believe that there are beings that exist that just want to do good, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that and makes sense. Yeah, 
and I, I and I I wanted I want people to to see that mm-hmm. that's I, I I I find myself all the time involved in these arguments uh, online and at my store and so on and so forth about you know just trying to explain to people you know people always ask me like time like why are you such a Superman fan like I, I don't get it and I, and it's harder for me. I feel like it's harder for me to to understand why they aren't. Like, why why are you not a fan of the the concept of a being that has that has power, but doesn't want to use it to hurt anybody? We spend all day online talking about uh, corporations and governments and everything, and you know these people in power who do all of these things to to hurt people. And we don't, and everybody, and not many of us are fans of that, right? So the idea of creating a a a, a being that wants to do that, like, why would you be? Why are you not a fan of that? Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I was just saying, like, every weekend I go somewhere, like, if somebody needs help, some uh, person needs grocery bags in their car, something, I'm going to help them because I want to, you know, I want to spread like, you know, good cheer. I don't have any superpowers, but I feel as if. I'm at my best when I'm practicing altruism and I'm just helping other people and not asking for anything in return. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what Superman really is. It's like yeah. Superman, to, you know, get the cat out of the tree and not be like, hey, can you, you know, can you give me five bucks? Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? and, and, you know, I, I, the way I explain it to people is, you know, imagine, imagine, imagine that, you know, being, having all that power and how much it would take knowing the people that you know, like what kind of stuff would they do, right? You'd have to hide it. You yeah. have to hide it because then people would want stuff yeah. from you, and you yeah, know, like, and and you know most of the, and a lot of us don't think that way, don't mm-hmm. think altruistically all the time. So mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times you'd be using it for not no not nefarious purposes, but not the best purposes. And the idea of a person that's just not doing that at all mm-hmm. is so fascinating to me, mm-hmm. um, and it it amazes me that people aren't fascinated by it yeah. and uh i have this uh this conversation with with uh with len the bat Tribble, about uh how some characters are more relatable than others mm-hmm. like none of them are relatable yeah, no, but nobody... i you know i i yeah. love batman i am not a billionaire mm-hmm. that's that's the first thing so as much as you know it may think that super, that batman's more relatable mm-hmm. than superman you're not a billionaire Mm-mm. So Elon Musk can say, you know, all right, I'm a little closer to Batman than Spider-Man. Okay, fine. Did you read that article about uh, Christian Bale when they were filming at Trump Tower? No. So like they were filming Dark Knight Rises. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tower, okay, yeah okay. And uh, basically, what happened was Trump got wind of the fact that they were filming and invited Christian Bale up. And Christian Bale says he thought I was Bruce Wayne. I was wearing the three-piece suit. He treated me like I was Bruce Wayne. He didn't know the difference between me and Bruce. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, like, I always... And the other thing, too, is, like, I, I remember uh, telling you when I was coming to the store in the beginning of the 2010s, you know, I was a school teacher and I was a firm advocate for comic book literacy in schools. Lots of places don't look at comic books as a viable form of literature for young children. And I'm just like, look, I never read anything except comics, which made me read books later yeah. in life because I appreciated the long form of storytelling. You know, like Batman, Superman going on 75, well, uh, you're coming up on what? Yeah, both of them are over 75 years. Yeah. Detective Comics coming up on 1,000. But you know what I mean? Like, 
these stories are great and yeah. they last forever. Forever. You know, and like yeah. a book, you're done. It's that's it. Thank you. Here, you want to borrow it? I put it on the shelf, and there's no no purpose to it. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've gone back to like you know like uh, um, Incredible Hulk two fifty two because I wanted to like reread something. You yeah. know what I mean, I got all my bags and boards, and it's a different type of mentality. Yeah, you know? like, I, I, I revisit. I do a lot of that. Uh, I planetary, like, I reread every year. I like the way the pages smell. It's weird. Yeah, I like the old newsprint, the newsprint yeah. stuff. Yeah, man, that is a good it's feeling. Weird, weird. That is a good feeling. I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe it's because we both grew up in the time when there was no, uh, you know, social media and stuff like that, and we had to entertain ourselves. So I have like this weird. I know there's a name for it, but I have like this like smell memory thing going on. Like I could still smell the plastic and Sam Goody when I would go buy a tape. Like I'd open up the tape yeah. and be like. <sighs> Yeah. What is that smell? You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. that, you know, and like, I'm so happy that I grew up when I did. Yeah. And like, yeah. I'll be the old guy telling everybody the stories about the Wall Street. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, man. We were like, what the, what are we talking about? You know, like. I, I miss a good record. Story. I miss the struggle. Yeah. I miss the struggle of not getting everything when I want it. You know what? I Here's the thing, and I, miss, and I still, uh, a good friend of mine, my buddy, uh, uh, Sharif Lacey. Uh, he goes by Reef the Lost Cause, the Philly MC, one of the best dudes I've ever heard in my life. And a good friend of mine. He's got a new album coming out. Um, and I, I asked him, I was like, are you selling CDs? I still buy CDs, man. I'm a, I'm a very tactile I go, dude. I go on Fridays. I remember when they were, uh, it was like Wednesdays. Yeah. I'm a very tactile and, dude. So when, if, if something's coming out that I that I'm, that I'm want to have, I, I want to I look through the liner notes. I want to see all of that stuff. I'm still mad that Black Thought's albums aren't out on CDs yet, but they're, you know, I downloaded them. But, you know did what you, I mean? Did you see Black Thought's uh, halftime? Uh, so that, that, that beat is used, I, I forget the name of that beat, but I know it's like, it's been used before, but I don't think it's ever been used that well. He is the best MC. The, the I mean, I saw, I was at the Roots Grammy party when they won, I was underage, I remember they gave out nice. tickets at the Theater of Living Arts. You had to be there at noon. We got the tickets. They didn't use ID, but they were IDing to get into the Electric Factory. Nice. And it was, uh, you know, it was a big party, man. Common was there. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, uh, you know, we get there and they're like, ID. And, like, you know, we're, we're 20 years old at this time. And, like, my friend Wack and I were like, I guess we're going home. And I was like, we ain't going home, dude. We ain't going inside to see this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to the side door and waited for a perfect moment. We ran in. Security. We just got lost in the crowd. Nice. And I remember it was, like, one of the most amazing things. Nice. And I, you know, I, who my, I, uh, I used to love, uh, I mean, I don't know what's happened to him, but. I think he's still on the scene, but Dice Roll. Dice is still around, yeah. Dice is still around. Yeah. Uh, he was like larger than life for the yeah. Witch Crew at that time. Yeah, though, he was. Because when that album came out, um, I had seen them at Drexel, and then I also went to January the first show. I think it was a New Year's. Yeah, it was a New Year's Day show, and I remember being blown away. Yeah, man. Uh, Ro- um, Dad Brain Man. Rozell. No, he 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 was like human beatbox machine. Rozell. Rozell, right? Yeah. I was, yeah, for some reason I thought it was something different, but he was, he was amazing, man. You know what I mean? Like, I have the best Rozell story mm-hmm. ever. We were hanging out one night. Uh, me and my partner, Nate, from my group, the Flight Brothers, were chilling with a couple guys from out in Colorado that used to do radio out there. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a group called the Procussions, and uh, they were on, they were just, they had just dropped a new single and were just hitting the radio station with wax. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They were uh, dropping off wax to radio stations mm-hmm. and stuff, so they, we hung out with them. We're down on Chestnut Street, second and Chestnut, just chilling. Uh, Rozell walks by. We're like, "Hey, what's going on?" You know, you know, giving props, whatever. Uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'm going in, going in here to get a drink real quick. Y'all gonna be here? All right, cool." So he goes in, comes back out about 20 minutes later. We're still chilling. He was like, "You guys wanna come hang out?" 
So we go up to his spot. He lived up in like 24th and uh, like Locust around that area. We go chill out in his house, just down, like down in his basement, just listening to the tracks and whatnot. And yeah, we got to, we got to touch his Grammy, dude, because he had a, yeah. a Grammy just chilling on the shelf, and it was like, wow, that's a that's a Grammy right there, just hanging. Out. But he was just the nicest dude nicest in the world. Dude, He's like, yeah. yeah, come on, come hang out. I ran into uh, Black Thought like a month ago, mm-hmm. just at the gas station. Right up the street from my house. I'm sitting there, you know, he's, I got Alex in the back seat, and I'm out pumping gas. I look, I was like, and I froze. I was like, oh God. Because this guy right now, it, watching him do what he does right now is frustrating from the standpoint of being an MC mm-hmm. and just mind boggling from the standpoint of being a fan. He's you, so good. You saw him on uh, Sway Show doing that freestyle. Yeah, dude, I watched that thing like twice a week. That was insane. So much verbiage. And like the fact that, I mean, like he, I, I mean, I, I followed him. Like, you know, I remember when things uh, fall apart. Like, I, I, I was just like, that, that sound is so well done. The beats were just so thick, you know, and like Quest loves drumming. Like, you know, I'd yeah. never seen anything like that at that time. Where it was like, because you would always see a traditional rock drummer set up a certain way. I remember seeing him; he had this tiny little subwoofer thing in front of his kick drum, which would make this like amplified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, this is this is next level stuff. The fact that they're creating these beats and like you know Kamal, I saw I saw Kamal King of Russia all the time. I never, yeah. I never bothered him because he was with his kids and stuff. And yeah, like, yeah. You know, I, actually, I ran at him with his kids yeah. at a playground. Yeah. I mean, his, his kids were there, my kids were there. I used to see him with Johnny Rockets all the time over the King of Russia Mall when I worked. Nice. Um, but that was such a great time. I actually still have uh, a VHS from OKPlayer.com of the Roots. Nice. Of like their like shows, like you know, like in the late nineties. Yeah. You know, I I think that they're uh, I think that you you are correct in saying that Black Belt definitely just you know, the best, the best ever MCs do it. Ever, and know? he keeps getting better. That's the mm-hmm. annoying part. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of cats, you know, from from that era, they get lazy. They some of them some of them gotten lazy. Some just you know aren't really in the game like that anymore. Uh, uh, but like. You know your 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 black thoughts and your commons mm-hmm. and Farrell Marsh. Those guys just keep getting better and better. But black thought is getting better on a level that I've never seen anybody do. And that 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 uh that flex freestyle was like it was like watching Jordan. It was effortless. Yeah, the, it, like it was the easiest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've seen I've seen dudes spit. I've been in ciphers and you know watch dudes fall off and come back on and you know there've been some great ones. There's a guy named Loaded Lux that did one on uh, mm-hmm. on Flexus Joan. That's amazing. And Royce Royce the Five Nine did an amazing one. Thoughts is just on it's on a level that I've never. I I feel like I don't know that I've ever witnessed an artist mm-hmm. perform their craft on that level at anything. At anything. At a, at a single. And I'm trying to think. I'm like. Maybe uh, you know, maybe uh, when Kobe put up eighty one, no, nah, because he had a lot of miss. He took a lot of shots, mm-hmm. but it was dope. Uh, maybe and I, I can't think of anything, mm-hmm. not a single thing. And it's it, like I said, it's frustrating. But I, I feel blessed to have existed Join that. when that happened. Because mm-hmm. like a bunch of people were like, "Brand, you have to see this." And so when I yeah. sat down and watched it, I remember I watched it on my phone. Away, and then I put right? my phone down and I just walked away from it. And I and I went back and I watched it again. And then I watched it on the computer. I watched it on my TV. Like I've had YouTube on my TV and I watched it on there. And every time I'm just like, how? 
How? How, how? Do, how does that, like, okay, so since you're an MC, when you see something that inspires you like that, what type of emotions take over you? Like, do you feel like, you know, how, how does it make your brain the work? The first time, the first time I saw it, I thought to myself, I'm never going to do anything that good. No one's ever going to do anything that good in this realm ever again. And then, and, and, and since then, every time I, I watch it, it, it motivates me. It's the kind of thing where I want to, he's got these great random references and yeah. I want to, I want to throw that kind of stuff in my, in my work. You know what I mean? Um, there's a line in one of the Gangster Grass songs where I said, uh, Rebel, words, Rebel Wordsmith, hand so loquacious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And somebody's going to hear that, and they're going to be like, oh my God, did he just say that? That's what I want. You want that, yeah. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I had a guy at a gangster, I was doing a gangster grass show, and um, uh, one of my verses, I said, uh, Leap over the abyss to face the Scylla and Charybdis, and this guy in the in the audience, guy couldn't have been couldn't have been younger than sixty five, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Got that? Oh, okay." Mm-hmm. And I that those are the moment. That's why I write. Those are the the things that I write for mm-hmm. for people to hear it or see me perform it and hear it from the stage and be like, "Wow, okay, mm-hmm. that's." That caught me. I want what I'm doing, what I'm writing, to catch people, and that's the that's the kind of stuff I you know that I that I'm reading, the kind of stuff that I'm listening to. I mm-hmm. want it. I want to. I want stuff to blow me away. Mm-hmm. I want to be blown away. I want to be blown away, and it's one of the great things now about about the comics industry. There's so much amazing stuff out. Right I must now. have watched that Joker uh, teaser thing. I should laugh, but I oh still ca- man! I watched that so many times that that creeped me out, dude. I was I, like, oh, I, I, I watched it maybe over three hundred times. I, I have no idea. I just put it. Sometimes I have it all in the background, repeat. Just and I download the song. I'm such a sucker for stuff like that. It's just like, oh, they got it right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone's like all talking trash on what. Yeah. And they're like, no, I ain't gonna get it. I ain't gonna get it. Dude, you know, this version right here that I, I'm I'm on board for this. And Joaquin Whatever. Phoenix is an amazing actor. Whatever happens, I can't. I I I'm amazed that people are are. Have doubts about this. Guy. I think that it's, it's shifted though. The public interest is, is like in the beginning, they're like, oh no, I ain't gonna work, you ain't gonna see the Joker the last five minutes. And then that one weekend, man, where the TMZ footage broke, Joker coming out of the subway car, and he's got that look. And you haven't seen a costume like that, you haven't seen a look like that, you haven't yeah. seen makeup like that. Give me chills, man. It's a Joker yeah. fan, you know? Like, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix uh, is, is an amazing actor. I, I, don't, I can't imagine why yeah. anybody think this I mean, guy was gonna pull it off. It's like, the Commodus is one of the, the most. Un, like, worst dude the worst ever. The worst, yeah. the worst dude ever. When he, when he drags that knife into Maximus's body. Oh God! He's I, I. I got a script for you to read too. Did you ever read about the the Gladiator two script? I heard about that. Yeah, I have. I heard, there, it I heard that. It, that's a thing. It's a thing. So I've read the whole thing. Um, I won't. Do you know about like how it ends? Do you know? No, I won't tell you then. So I'll just but send I, it to you afterwards after the podcast. Who's the main character? So Nick Cave uh, wrote the script. He's a music, musician who had written one screenplay before, and then they hired him to do this because uh, Ridley was like, "Yeah, I like your style." Hmm. Uh, Maximus is the main character, and it takes place in the seven realms of hell. So it's like that. 
Okay, yeah. fine. All right, and I see. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, fine. That's I'm all in. But then, like, if, 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 you, if you can't read the whole thing, I highly recommend reading the last 10 pages. Because the last 10 pages, it goes from, like, 10 to, like, 20. Like, you're, like you couldn't think it could get any more crazier. But, I mean, it didn't happen. I'm all in. I, oh, see, I thought they were going to do it. I thought I just How read some more. left has he got, man? He's pushing almost 80. He, he made Prometheus, you know? Um, and a bunch of other things. But, um... Yeah, it's a great script. Um, speaking of uh, your band, for the Bobcast listeners out there, Gangster Grass, when I first learned about Gangster Grass, I guess it was like 2012, 2011 time period, and I remember like you were in the store one day, you're like, I gotta get I gotta get everything in order, because I'm going out on tour, I'm like, you're in a band? And you're like, yeah, I'm in a band, and I remember looking at it and being like, I've never heard anything like this before. There's nothing else I like out there. Can you tell the listeners who don't know about Gangster Grass uh, exactly so what it is? So, Gangster Grass is the world's greatest bluegrass hip-hop band. Um, our lead singer and producer is a guy named Wrench, uh, who I met through the other MC, uh, mm-hmm. my man Dolio the Sleuth. He, so I get a call on a Tuesday. I was actually heading into work, um, at, uh, at Comics and More. And my man Dolio was like, Hey, Ren, mm-hmm. uh, I got this buddy. He's got this, this project called Gangster Grass, a bluegrass hip hop band. He's looking for an MC to go on tour. The guy he made the first album with couldn't go. He asked me because they had been in a band together, mm-hmm. and he wasn't able to go. So he was like, "But I'll reach out to my man." I was like, "Sure, that mm-hmm. sounds interesting." So he sent me some of their links, and I was listening to some of the music. I was like, "Oh wow, this is all right. This is kind of dope. Let me let me see what I can do with this." Um, and so we met on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. did a show down in a Frankfurt and Gerard, the mm-hmm. M Room. I played, there, I played there once with the tr- Yeah, they got the subways, uh, yeah. subways out front. Yeah. Loud as hell. I remember. We went and got in the car. Uh, like, we did the show. Got in the van right after the show, and we drove down to North Carolina. Uh, wow, right after that? Yeah, right after that. We and stopped. Was that? This, like this right was 2011. That wow, so like you started like right when I discovered yeah, it. Yeah, wow. this was 2011. And this was, and I had, uh, the, and this was the same month that Black Tribble started. Mm-hmm. So all of that stuff happened in, in within weeks of each other. And Black yeah. Tribbles for the listeners. Black Tribbles is a podcast and radio show um, that I'm a part of. Uh, there are six of us, and we're on 106.5 uh, WPPM in Philly. Um, we're on Thursday nights live, and it's all comics and sci-fi and geekery and madness. Well? Yeah, we're on tonight. Yeah, well, um, this is a proper time to present these two. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. TNT Tribbles. Yes, I gotta check this out, man. I'm yeah. gonna check these out on the way on the way down. This looks amazing. Yeah, I was going through the stack. I was I'm digitizing some uh, CDs for the company. I was like, wait a minute, I gotta let Randy know, and then this boom, is, we had a podcast. Yeah, this is fantastic, dude. Yeah, they're great. Um, but uh, Black Tribbles, uh, you know. Similar interest to the Bobcast, you know, pop culture, music, and, and stuff like that. I, I love the team of, like, people who, who, like, I met Bat Troubles a few times. Yeah. I, I was on a podcast once with Bat Troubles and uh, JD at uh, the Hero Complex. Yeah, the Hero, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember it was, like, two weeks before uh, Batman vs. Superman came out. We both, well, Everybody at the table had no idea what was about to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, we were, I think, mainly talking about the R-rated version that they announced it. They never, was they, they never, they did. never did. No, uh, <laughs> remember never, that? Yeah, never hey, the happened. film comes out in two weeks. By the way, we're gonna have a radar version. Great. Okay. Thanks, yeah. Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I heard that, that uh, once upon a dead, what's once upon a dead yeah. has a Stanley cameo in it. Yeah. Like oh yeah, that? yeah, that yeah, that was the other one. Yeah, yeah, he was in that too. I haven't seen uh, Deadpool two yet. Uh, I'll get to it at some yeah, point. You know what? It, one, you it, get it, to it when you want, because it's not. Yeah. I mean, like, 
I think that the first film works well for what it is, but like for me, I remember buying those X Force comics, thinking like, "Oh my god, I'm going to retire on these things." You know what I mean? Cable, it was underutilized in my opinion. Yeah, he could have been, you know, Cable could have been fascinating, and then for for whatever reason, Deadpool took off, and I, I'm not a fan of uh, like, you know, Alex is here, my son Tyler. I can't show them Deadpool. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. like I get it. It it. It's a certain like level of thing. I'm interested yeah. to see what Disney does with this because Disney ain't gonna have this. You know what I mean? Dude, when when Deadpool came out, uh, my two oldest kids were nine and twelve, and my ex wife took them to see. Did she? Oh man! I was like, what? I, I, oh man, that must have been rough. <sighs> there's a lot of stuff in that yeah. Movie. There's a lot of stuff in that movie. I'm like, were you not paying attention? To I know it's that? a hard art. Yeah. It's yeah. a hard people don't know the difference between R and I guess maybe it should be NC seventeen, but um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot going on. I was like, oh, I want to ask you what's going on with Gangster Grass right now. Um, we are going to the UK in January. Uh, we're going to the UK uh, for ten days, and we're coming back and then heading up to Canada. Uh, so oh, we're yeah. doing, yeah, we're Canada? doing. Uh, uh, there's a an organization called Folk Alliance, mm-hmm. um, and so they do a yearly. Uh, event, they they move it back and forth. Like it was the first time we went, it was in Toronto. I played the uh, it's, it's dope. Dude, Toronto is the best city. Everyone loves music. I played that North by Northeast Festival. Yeah, dude, we played that. Was it at the hotel at the same? Uh, we we played this place called Reverb, which was sick, man. Yeah, there's two. There's an upstairs venue, downstairs venue, and I just remember everyone like you know everyone had this bracelet on you go to any bar you want yeah. to get it and i was just like this is oh like, my why god is Philly it was this? ridiculous we we uh we were at the hotel that it was based in we did a a party on the roof oh i think i know that but yeah at the pool and like the the cn so, tower was right behind us man it was sick it was sick man. it was amazing dude so this year it's in uh that was the first time i we went to toronto then we went again for folk alliance uh in 2013 then they moved it to kansas city Oh, wow. Um, we went there in 2014, and it was there for a couple of years. Now they're going back. They're going back to Montreal, so we're going going That's there. Cool. So we're doing uh, we're doing that. We got a live album that drops February 15th. Oh, wow. yeah. Um, we were actually just in the studio Tuesday night working on some new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to keep keep going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got some some very cool new stuff like, happening. Oh, the album's out. I ain't doing nothing for three years. Uh-uh. no. We're doing the, the the live album drops, and then we're gonna try and. Uh, Record the next studio album this year to drop either end of this year or 2020. Uh, my solo album is coming out. Oh, wow. I'm trying to get that done. with. I'd like to have it done to take with me to, to the UK. It's all recorded, so mm-hmm. now it's got to get it finished up and mastered and, and mastered like that, that yeah. kind of stuff. You got somebody um, mixing it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wrench is actually yeah. gonna oh, do all the mix of the match. He knows your voice, yeah. he knows your cadence, stuff like yeah. that. It's always the best when you have somebody like that on board. Yeah, I, record, I recorded uh, most of it. Couple blocks from my crib, my man Tone, uh, guy named PJ. Why not? He, um, I've seen that name around. It's a great name. Yeah, yeah, right. There's there's a few why nots. Uh, but my that's my, my man. He's a yeah. So that's but that's one, yeah. yeah, that's my dude. Um, I met. <laughs> funny story. Uh, he was dating my ex wife, and my ex wife was like, "You have to meet this dude." He's like, oh, wow. he's like, he's he's you almost. That's I met him. He's the nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I recorded my whole album at his crib. Uh, I recorded three uh, three of the tracks up in Wrenches. Um, uh, the album's called Boom Bap Therapy. Oh, nice. Um, and 
it's uh, it is it's exactly what I needed. To I like that get title. Some, yeah, because that's what. Boom bat with a brother named Tip and I'm ready to flip East Coast stomping, ripping and romping. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's the era I come from. I Same. come from you know very much head nod, boom bat, hip hop, and you God, know, that stuff. and I want, I I don't want that to die. There's it's been a very cool resurgence of it. Which I which I'm very very excited about. Yeah, who are you uh, listening to now that you like? Um, that Black Thought, uh, Fonte mm-hmm. from the group Little Brother and uh, Foreign Exchange. That that dude's amazing. He is amazing. Just one of these guys that like when you listen to what he's saying, mm-hmm. you catch it the first time. Um, there's another guy, a guy named Jay Live. He's got this great line where he says, uh. Whether it's the first time that you heard, the second time that you played, or the third when you finally understand. Like, I love that feeling of, mm-hmm. of listening to something and like, oh, that's, not, that's dope. Mm-hmm. And then you hear it within the context of the line before it, and you're like, oh, that's where he was going with that. Mm-hmm. And then you really get it within the context of the song, and you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. Uh, so Jay Live is one of those guys. Farrell Monch. Um, like I said, my man Reef the Lost Cause, my partner from Gangster Grass, Doleo the Sleuth. Uh, I got a guy out in, in Portland, a guy named Randall Wyatt, uh, who's part of this group called Speaker Minds. And I met him. We did a show with that, mm-hmm. with these guys. And it was cool because we were in Seattle. Uh, he's about my height, mm-hmm. light skinned guy, mm-hmm. big hair. And somebody called his name. And he was standing in front of me. And somebody was like, Yo, Rand. And I turned around. And they were talking to him. I was like, holy smokes. This guy's like me on the West Coast. All right, cool. Uh, so he uh, he and I and Dolio are working on some stuff. Um, I'm fortunate enough that a lot of the cats that I'm listening to are people that I get to work with. That's what's uh, there's, a guy, there's a group out in St. Louis called Matthias and the Pirates. Mm-hmm. And this dude, Matthias, is just so ill on the mic. And, you know, we met him, did a show with him, and I'm, I actually got to hit him up this week because I, you know, I would like to do some stuff with him. I, uh, and so right now, it's just a matter of, you know, I'm, I'm an old dude. I'm 45. So it's, it's weird to try and still be trying to find my place in the game. But it's also easier in, the, in that I don't have anyone telling me who I need to be. You know who you are. I know who I am and I know what kind of stuff One I want to do. One could argue that you're in your prime. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've got a chance to work with and just chill with some very cool cats. Uh, Smith & Wesson just put out a new track yeah. Um, yeah. With, with, with Knife Wonder that he produced. They're, they're working on an album together, which is just the greatest thing in the world. Um, and Smith & Wesson, two of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we were recording the Gangster Grass album, uh, one of the last Gangster Grass albums. I went up to New York uh, to the studio, and it was I had all three of my kids and Alex's mom, and we all went up together. We had lunch, and then we went to the studio. Smith and Weston were there. They were the nicest dudes in the world, and they were really sweet to my kids, and it was just like the greatest thing in the world. And feels good, yeah. Yeah, and so when when you get when you're in this and in, involved with a lot of it and a lot of the people talking, a lot of the uh, you know, similar-minded people, it's a lot easier to do because they're in the same realm of, like, you know, I'm just going to do the kind of music I want to do, and I have enough clout to get it out there to the world, to the people that want to hear it. 
I'm not, I don't know that I, I would love for, you know, 16 year olds to be playing my music all day, but I'm not going to make the kind of music that they're playing all day right now. I don't understand that type. You know, I mean, somebody said recently, and I, I, I don't know who I can quote on this, but it stuck in my mind. They were like, you know, when I was 15 years old and I listened to like, you know, Biggie, I thought to myself, there's no way I can get that good. There's just no way. But now when kids listen to, you know, I won't name drop any of these younger SoundCloud artists and stuff like that, but it's easy. Yeah, that was, uh, it, was it was Fonte. It was Fonte was that it? did it. Yeah. You know, I was, he said he was, you know, he was listening to, to, uh, to Kane and, mm-hmm. and KRS. Yeah. He was like, I'll never be I remember able to do my this. Yo MTV rap cards. Remember the remember the cards like and I remember when I got to Kane. Yeah, I remember his he had these pants on. I was like, hey, it's bad. <laughs> like there is nobody like that. Yeah, yeah I'm never be. I'm like so happy that like I mean I guess it's unfortunate like how I got into hip hop. Like after Kurt Cobain died, I was just like I can't listen to this shit no more. I need something else to fill my mind. And I start hearing the rhythm and the beats, and then like I start playing bass. I mean, you know, Tribe Called Quest. I mean, when Wu Tang Clan first came out, I was just so blown away by it. I was just like, "What is this? Yeah, who are these yeah. people?" And they're like right above me in New York City. What is this? And like that culture and that style of like being able to listen to one of those tracks on a, like you know an old old school like you know boombox that bass and treble like connection like you don't hear that no more yeah. in mixes. Mm. Um, you know, you go to a party and like you turn that up and like you know what I mean, like Tribe Called Quest. I mean, all their songs you can put on at any party and it's gonna work. Yeah. It's gonna fill that atmosphere yeah. up. I feel as if that needs to make a comeback. There's still music out there that's like that, but I would I wish that you know it was more at the forefront. Yeah, for people. Yeah, you know, you know the funny thing. Uh, they they, they just celebrated the uh, the 25th anniversary of uh, 36 Chambers mm-hmm. and 36 Chambers. And Midnight Marauders came out on the same day. Like, just What's the thinking about that? that. Think yeah, about it, recording. Think about yeah, the mixing. Yeah, and, like, oh, and, we gonna get and all of that just happened and coalesced and, and hit the world on the same day. And the world was never the same. Ever. No, it was not. Never. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that in itself, though, is just so powerful, really. Because the music was just so... I mean, the whole album, and like, it's, it, it's, it's true to... In saying that, like both those albums, start to finish, I, I remember, um, you know, like uh, tapes, and I remember side A and side B, like yeah. being like these two different entities, like these two different characters in my mind. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. this is my happy, but you know what I mean, or this is my yeah. dark side. You know what I mean? Like, and I missed that element, you know, of storytelling. Like, I also had the comics where, like, at the chime, turn the page, and like, yeah, my brain yeah, yeah, was yeah. like, you know, wired that way. But something about tapes, I remember like being like thirteen years old. And like listening to these things in my bed with my Walkman and like taking the tape out, putting it in, and then like you know what I mean, like having the tape. I remember waking up and having the batteries dead because the tape, the play button was still in and stuff like that. You know, and it just it just kept playing, <laughs> it just kept yeah. going. I I I was buying tapes until '99. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still have in, all mine. I, I lived in State College. Yeah. yeah, I lived in State College and uh, went to Penn State, and I was up there just chilling. I did a lot of mm-hmm. walking, so I had my I had my Walkman on all the time, yeah. and I just. Just tapes, just tape. And the first CD I bought, as a matter of fact, was uh, this is another one. Uh, most deaths, uh, most deaths, black on both black sides. On both sides. And Pharaoh Monch's Eternal Affairs came out on the same day. That's insane. And I had to buy most on CD mm-hmm. because they didn't have a tape at the store that I was working at. The but, production on Black on Both Sides, amazing. Yumi, 
Yumi says, Yumi said, yeah, the whole thing. It, I remember yeah. one time, I think I was like, it came on my iPod like a random, and I was like on a hike at Valley Green, and I was just like, this. it was a Sunday, I was like, this is church. Yeah. This is, the, that song, so I, it's a spiritual, it makes me feel spiritual when I hear it. It's yeah. just like, and he's, he's another one, it's just yeah, amazing. Yeah, you just, know? Uh, like, just on a level that, I, I remember when, like, because I remember there was one of those CDs that, that I never skipped a song. Mm-hmm. Never skip the song. Mrs. Fat Boot, and no, no, I mean that song right there. You yeah. put that on any place. That yeah, any dance floor. And the whole joint's like. And oh, it, okay. it's also true to say that that's the type of song too. Like people have never heard it before. Like you were saying earlier, you, they hear it for the first time. Like oh, I've heard this before. I know this. <laughs> like this, yeah. you know, like because the beats there and like yeah. all the dynamics. But then when you listen to it, you're like, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. If you listen to that record, yeah. if you listen to what he's saying. That's a, it's a, it's a double a, album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I listened to Speaker, uh, Love Below about 30 times before I listened to Speaker Box once mm-hmm. because it just blew my mind. It was so mm-hmm. radically different from anything that Cats were doing. And Outcast mm-hmm. has always been that way, but, but he went, where he went with that, I was like, oh, uh, okay, fine. Did you ever see them live? Mm-hmm. I saw them at the Electric Factory, whatever it's oh, called now, Franklin man. Hall. I saw them for uh, Stankonia tour. Oh. And I'll never forget, they, they instead of like attractive like uh, backup dancers, they had these like middle aged men, and they had these like chairs similar to like what you and I are sitting on, and they were just doing dances that involved them dancing around the chair, then sitting down, and then, like doing those like shoulder things, you know. And I remember being up on the balcony watching these middle aged men dance, and I was just thinking like this is genius, you know. Yeah. It's also when Bob uh, came out, bombs over Baghdad, and I was like, oh, you know, yeah. I was like, you know, everybody, you know, like, everybody be like Bob's here, you know, but. Fantastic group, you know, and I, I, I don't know what, I know like Andre 3000's got a teenage son now or something like that, but I'd love to see them get back together and put out a proper album, yeah. you know what I mean? Don't do these reunion concert yeah. things, Yeah, 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 I heard they were, they were okay at Coachella like a year or two ago. Yeah, but they need to be in the studio and you need to, you know, like there, you were There's saying. a lot of that, there's a lot of that that I want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never thought I would see Eric B and Rakim on stage back together again, mm-hmm. but, you yeah. know, whatever it was, they, they got over it. They 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 do shows now. I need yeah. supposedly there's a new Pete Rock and CL Smooth album coming out. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I need that. Yeah. I need the Far Side to get back together. I know where are they at. What about the Alcoholics? Remember the Alcoholics? Oh no, the list is still around. They're still around. But the Far Side. This here. All right. So here's mm-hmm. the scary part about the Far Side. Uh, I believe Imani and Booty Brown still tour together as the Far Side. It's not them. It's like the Wu Tang. Wu Tang right now. Like Slim Kid Trey and Fat Lip don't they don't they don't mess with them anymore. So it's just like it's just this thing where they're mm-hmm. like, you know, you have the two of them trying to do all and it doesn't work. Oh no, no, the clan, the clan is doing stuff. They're they're doing stuff together. Now what's yeah. what version of the clan is it? All of them coming it's to Philly? All of them. It is, the right? entire clan, yeah, the concert, including the Dirty Sun. The price of admission for that show. Hundred dollars. What's up with that? I mean, it's not them though, because all the bands now are doing this. Like, I, you know, I, I get it. Mastery, I get like, it. And if I, you know what, if I was, if like I was being like CDs. that, I would do it. I would, I would, because yeah. I saw the clan in '98. What did you see them at? At Penn State. Oh wow, they played the Bryce Jordan Center. No, dude, what? they played a bar up there called Crowbar. Oh, I know it. Yeah, they played yeah, the Crowbar, dude. A band called Town Hall from Philly used to play there all the yeah, time. Yeah, they played the Crowbar. Oh my god, that was and wild. it was in. Oh my god, it was insane. Was it a surprise show or no? They you know they put the show and everybody was it was it was mm-hmm. packed. 
And it was funny because, you know, you kind of thought, all right, well, mm-hmm. maybe you'll get five of them will show. They all showed up. The entire clan showed up, dude. And everybody was going nuts. And then uh, they were doing... Uh, what song were they doing? Uh, protect Your Neck. I was about to say Protect Your Neck. Yeah, don't Protect Your Neck. Uh, nice Spider-Man. And there's like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. There's no way... And then the meth will come out oh, tomorrow, no and he just he just appeared, and the whole place went nuts. Yeah. Dude, they killed it. It was astounding. I saw uh, um, Method Man and Red Man for the Blackout tour. Oh, like that's a, that was fun. You were there. I saw them. Uh, I saw them at uh, TLA. Yeah, I. Uh, they are I still fun together. They I love are that album. so much fun. That album's great. Yet. That is a good, amazing record. Yeah, it's so, it's so it's so like uh, for that time, you know. Yeah. But it sounds like it could be you know captured today, but they yeah, are so much fun together, man. You got you got me excited about music during this podcast. Um, I really appreciate you coming out. Of course, you man. Know, no, um, dude, I'm I'm sorry it took so long. No, it's all all good. Um, people can check out all your stuff. Uh, Gangstergrass dot uh, com. Uh, I'm on Bandcamp at uh, Our Son, the Voice of Reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bandcamp actually. Just posted the first single from the album. Um, it's a joint called Keep It Cool, produced by Wrench, uh, featuring a young lady named Olivia Kay, who kills it. Oh, man, her voice is just magnificent. Send me a link. I'll put I it, I'll put it uh, underneath here in the podcast. Um, and yeah, uh, Gangsta Grass, we're, we're doing our thing. Me and Dolio Sleuth are working on some stuff with our, our crew mental advisory. Um, we actually we dropped the EP mm-hmm. about a year and a half ago. Cool, There's a great video out. Uh, for one of our songs, it's called the uh, it's called the Flying Molasses Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, we shot it in France in like an hour. Oh, that's cool. We had missed our train, <laughs> and we were like, "All right, let's shoot this video." And our, our our banjo player just broke out his phone, and we just played the song, mm-hmm. and just you know, did the did the verses, and the video is really cool. We're just walking around this. Three blocks in this town in France. It's really, really cool. That's what's up, man. It was a, it was a good time. Send me out some stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so we're just uh, uh, just really excited to be working with these cats that I get to work with and working down at Amalgam. Um, I, I'm probably more blessed than I deserve to mm-hmm. be doing the stuff that I'm doing. Well, you're in your prime. So I like those. Appreciate you coming on the show. I also appreciate you selling me comics. Course, During the man. second emergence of, of my course, uh, we, uh, my rebirth with right. the Marvel DC right. world and everything else that comes along with it, it's one of the um, things I miss. Is like I miss Wednesdays, yeah. uh, man. Uh, just just every just seeing the same yeah. faces on Wednesdays was just the best. I thing. call Ray every Wednesday. Like t- I give him like a half hour, you know, before I call because I don't have a pull list because yeah, I'm yeah. changing each week, you know. So I call to get up the books, you know. And everybody, I, I love going there talking to RJ. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. You know RJ loves his film, and you know. What I mean? Oh my like, god! I, yeah, I talk. I talk film with RJ. I have more in common with those guys than I do like some of like you know like people in my age group. You know, oh yeah. I can talk on. Like, sometimes I'm like, all right, guys, I gotta go. I'm yeah. Sorry. You know, yeah, I, yeah. That was I, the I thing. That was like everyone. You know, I gotta yeah. go. I gotta go. But uh, once again, thanks very much for coming on. I appreciate it. No doubt, man. Check them out online. Me. My name's Bob. This has been another episode of Bobcast. Peace.